Champagne Soccer, we back. And I got a question to each of y'all, man. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let me start like this. We're going to go back in time. Cletus, how did you celebrate Chelsea's first Champions League triumph? I ran down the street holding the Chelsea badge, screaming. It was like kind of a dead mess. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> Ephraim, how did you celebrate United's Champions League triumph over Chelsea in 2008? Oh, man. It's hard to remember that far back. Uh, oh, hey, man. Try your best, my man. Come on. Good times. <laughs> a, lot of the, a, lot of that, a lot of that greenery was, uh, was going on at that point. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just, just... I don't know, just happy, just celebrating, probably just hanging out with a couple people, watching the game. Just, yeah, it wasn't really too much big. It wasn't big like uh, Cletus was doing. Wasn't running down the street or nothing like that. But, yeah, I was excited, though. <laughs> Marcus, how did you celebrate Liverpool winning the Champions League over Tottenham in 2019? Well, you know it was expected. So we, I was already at the Liverpool bar out here at Keegan's, you know, and we was taking taking the shots of the uh, you know other 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 shot you know you know how it go, <laughs> and uh, we was eating the what is that we was eating them little sausages what is the damn sausages that they eat out there? Yeah. <laughs> pause, pause. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, we was we was getting lit, bro. We, I was in the bar. We already knew it was going down. Hey. Harry Kane, clutch. Fuck out of here. Hey, man, they made that nigga play hurt. That's how valuable he is. They didn't believe in themselves. They had a uh, 40% Harry Kane out there huffing and puffing. And now, hey, we saved the best for last. Anthony, City has confirmed the treble. How did you celebrate the Champions League triumph on Saturday? Hey, man, I'm going to be honest. It was a long season. Long season of predicting we would get the treble <laughs> claiming it for a couple weeks now putting hard work in to believe him this team would do it and we did at, at first I tossed the other trophies away you know we don't need them CL or bus but we got all three my bid for interverse city final came through you know hard work pays off so I got to tell you I celebrated this final similar to my man Thanos did at the end of Endgame of Avengers movie. I sat down and enjoyed peace and quiet and silence and looked out into the sunset. I said, wow, we did it. There was nobody in my house. I I basked in the, the, the victory in serenity. And then I went to go right, man. Real talk. All right. All right. I'm like, I'm like Jokic, man. I celebrated like, I celebrated like the Joker. Halfway popping bottles. I just wanted to go. Nah, that home, nigga man. jumped in a in a pool and all that. He was doing a lot. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Took a whole man down in the pool. Show him having fun because it fits their stereotype of him being a cold Serbian. But that nigga was having fun. But hey, man, shout out to Anthony having the heart of an old communist soldier. Strong, dedicated. <laughs> focus. And we're going to talk about this Champions League triumph for Manchester City. Historic. They become the 10th European side to complete the Continental Treble. 
Um, Cletus, you have experience with that being also a Bayern Munich fan. You never lose. Got two troubles in the last seven years. Um, let's start with you, Cletus. How did you feel about the final? And what did you think about the result in the end? First and foremost, Anthony, congratulations. You know, I said it before. Thank you. People thought yeah. I was hating, but congratulations. A triple is a triple. Congrats. Wow, thanks. But, what a stand-up guy. <laughs> Amazing. Try to be, man. But to be honest, the final was entertaining. Uh, Jamar was here. We was all watching it. Quasi watching it. Um, just that I expected City to kind of look a little bit weak at first because, again, it's a final and I definitely thought they was going to have a little bit of, you know, nerves going into that type of final. You definitely saw it, too, with um, with the goalkeeper. What's his name? Um, like his first couple of kicks out the back, you know, a few mistakes. He didn't look the part, out of form. There was a few mistakes where you saw Kevin slip up, uh, Ikai slip up. Like you see little instances where, like, you guys lost the ball and just didn't click like City did. But I feel like towards the end of the first half and then second half came around, you guys just – started coming a lot more than, you know, that goal is inevitable. But after that, you guys kind of definitely had a stronger grip on the go, um, on the game. But altogether, I feel like Champions League finals nowadays are a lot more entertaining as opposed to like the past where it's like 2-0, 3-1. Like nowadays really finishing out 1-1 and you see that it's more so by dominating the midfield and just controlling the game as opposed to really outscoring your opponent because it's just one game. But again... Congratulations, my guy. Man, thanks, man. Um, I got to speak up on behalf of KDB. I heard, I read something that said he's been hurt since the Bayern Munich uh, away match. And so that that played a, a factor in him leaving the match early. I mean, and, and with that, oh, no, no, we, hey, hey, everybody, we got, we, we may have a KDB uh, segment later, but uh, the, the, the cast already shut that down. So, <laughs> But uh, let me talk. Let me talk about David Silva 2.0, aka Phil Foden. He's already been confirmed. He's going to play a more central role after KDB got hurt and switched out. We saw him play right behind Holland in the the top part of the diamond midfield, more of a wide diamond. Uh, Dan will go more into that. We saw City play this formation with the backup string uh, players the last two matches of the Premier League. And, and Pep ended up bringing it out um, in the Champions League final um, with Gundogan uh, playing wide, Stones playing wide instead of next to Rodri in the double pivot and um, Fode in front. Uh, and that was beautiful, man. It was a way to, like you said, maintain possession. And I forgot uh, how to say the guy's name from Enter. Uh, uh, his last name starts with the C. He was one of the wingbacks, but he was, he was bossing it up on the side of Bernard Bernardo's side. Um Dumfries was getting locked up by a key. That's some Dutch on Dutch crime right there. And Mr. Huh? Pivotal he a he a Mr. Pivotal came up and did did his thing. Um he's been hurt the past month, month and a half. And Pep still called on him. So that's amazing. Uh it was it was a great match to watch. We fought it out. Um I was nervous and I went Everybody to start putting respect on Ruben Diaz's name. All that VVD hype that was going on two, three years ago, wherever, however long ago it was, I need that same hype for Ruben. He's a he's a super defender, and once City got him, 
he ain't lost the Premier League, and he just got a treble. And he had a goal line clearance with his head that saved the Champions League final, as long as well as Ederson saved too. But it, depending on how you look at it, you can say inner trick that that uh, shot, but it was great defending. And Ruben Diaz, man, I see you. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, Ruben Diaz is a guy that doesn't really get put up there in terms of greatest PL center backs like how people were vaulting Virgil van Dijk up there for three years but like you mentioned just like Virgil van Dijk uh Ruben Diaz also won Premier League player of the season English player of the season uh like you mentioned he's been at the team you guys signed him after you guys let Liverpool run away with the league in 2020 he was your company replacement and he's been a lockdown defender and because of his ability to be a traditional man defender, it allows you guys to have ball playing guys like John Stones to be able to be his center back partner. He's done very well in the back three. And yeah, you got to give him his props because he did. He was the best center back. Aki and uh, Akanji were a little inconsistent. I would say your best players in the final was Ederson and... um. Uh, Ruben Diaz so you definitely got to give him his props and I think the difference is the reason why Virgil van Dijk gets more love is because he gets the credit for taking Liverpool to becoming a Premier League and a Champions League winner because before that they already had the explosive attack and he was looked at as the final piece and let's just keep it a thousand he was the best European on a team that the best players were Africans. So because of that, you're going to win European player of the year because they can't give it to Salah or Mane. So that helped him get more clout too, just being the best European on his team. So Ruben Diaz, you know, I mean, you know, Pep, he ain't got no Africans over there. So sorry, Ruben Diaz. You got to compete with Holland and all those boys, De Bruyne for the attention. And now even John Stones, he's the white hope in the UK. They saying, He's the man now over Ruben Diaz. So it's tough, but you're right. Ruben Diaz deserves a lot of props. And I think he does need to be looked at as the upper echelon of center backs in the last half decade, along with Van Dyke. Um, Marcus, how did you feel about the result? And did you think from what you saw that enter sort of outplayed City and just didn't execute their chances? Or do you think City just stayed the course where discipline and they deserve to win that final. So I kind of, the question is kind of the way I felt about the game. Was, for moments you felt like interest should be up and they just not executing. Like if in certain moments when um, Lataro would shoot, you would be like, if you were just more accurate, you would be up a goal right now because, um, like you said, Akanji, he got mixed. He got mixed late, and Pep took him off the pitch. Like, who was that? Uh, it was certain other people. Uh, I mean, I do give Ruben Diaz his thing because, like how you said, he was probably the best player, one of the, their best players on the pitch. Um, yeah, like you said, also outside of his slip, that was pretty funny, but he caught himself. I give him that. 
Um, if John Stones knew how to dribble, he could have had a goal. Um, I, but yeah, I, when he I did that, this when he did that run, I saw some nasty stuff, Marcus. It's nasty, but it lets you know what's going on. Do you know in the yeah, final that run? If you talking about had the most dribbles in a Champions League final since Lionel Messi in 2015? Go ahead. I, I was just amazed by that crazy run. That's what Pep was doing. He's nasty. That hey, hey, like hey, Anthony box Lincoln. to box center back. Like what's going on over there? Man? He was playing that diamond in midfield, and yeah. Shout out, uh, Johan Cruyff. Rest in peace to Pep's football father. He played in that system as a player. He won his first Champions League as a player playing in the base of a diamond in that system. And you can tell he was trying to take advantage of the width because he knew that system that interplays the 3-5-2 is perfectly set up to defend the 3-2-4-1. So he altered the shape to be a diamond so that he could try to exploit the half space that the fullbacks, or excuse me, the wingbacks, DeMarco and Dumfries would exploit. And yeah, they had uh, John Stone's completed like seven or eight dribbles in the match but Crazy. like you said marcus what happened was the final ball he showed that he's a center back because he could mm-hmm. never make the penetrative pass in the final third he was moving like fat joe every time leaning back pass it backward mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but well, yeah. and like i and last thing last thing i'll say about it too is like how you said i thought in the first half the way how interplay and they pin, they would pin the, the the center backs and just play those balls to Dumfries, play the balls to, to the to the striker. It and then Demarco was was what made that so funny. Demarco was playing defense. He's not even a good defender. He's supposed to be all going forward. He was playing defense on 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 this guy that's in this damn picture. He played like shit. Jack he played it himself. He did say hey, he played. Like he said it too. He played like trash. And I, I felt and like I I, like we said last week also, the inter center backs knew what to do against Holland. You gonna run, I'm gonna mark him. We never gonna let you just be one on one with us. And they would take command in the air. I think that so like somebody asked this too. What does Holland need to improve? Command the air. Lukaku is try exhibited. He's not accurate enough. He's not talented enough. Holland should be able to do that. He should be able to dominate center backs that are on Inter Milan. We're not spending a hundred million for those guys that are on that team. Those guys, one of those dudes is a Man United reject, right? Wasn't one of the dudes the Damarian dude? Yeah, Darmian. 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 You got a Manchester United reject. Shutting down, shutting down the top talent. So, like, that's why that's what I felt like he needed to improve on. And I thought that was an aspect that I said. I said, "All right, play three in the back every time we play Holland." Then, because he he was a ghost at certain points. And Jack looked like, like I said, Jack looked like shit. But I mean, I didn't see a Rodri outside that chance, and I thought that was a good strike. So, I get y'all. Congratulations at the end of the day, man. Y'all got that trouble. Man, appreciate it. Uh, uh, one thing, Akanji wasn't the the center back that got subbed off. It was Mister Eight Dribbles Stones. He got subbed off because he was oh, gas. Okay. Akanji okay. tried to go off. He tried to go off because he thought Pep was subbing him, and then Pep started yelling. He he was hey, like, "Yo, hey, get back!" Hey. He was like, "Yo, don't 
don't sub yourself off. What? But it was after a kickback from Bernardo went back to um, Ederson, and Akanji was supposed to run for it, but Latoro Martinez ran ran past him. And, hey, man, I saw Pep fall on the ground, lose all dignity. I almost lost it, too, because I was like, hey, man, what's going on here? We just about to give this goal away like this. Ederson stepped up. But, yeah, what's up, Clayton? Hey, hey Anthony, why why did Pep tell Kyle to go back on the bench twice? Yeah, man, because he was – because there was a confliction of who's about to come out. Because at first, Pep was like, yo, Akanji is geeking it, but Stones is doing a lot of running. And so it was a little, oh, I don't know what. And then I think Akanji almost threw up the, yo, take me out. And then Pep was like, no, Slim, you're not a part of the, you ruined, you about to ruin the plan. So we got to, it was a back and forth. It was a little spooky, man, but we held like off. Kyle, it looked like Kyle was about to spaz. And then it looked like the assistant was looking at Pep like, hey, hey, hey. You're doing too much. Yeah, because he probably, he probably was tweaking off. on the side. He probably was going either which way. His mind was crisscrossing different different uh, algorithms, different processes, man. It but so it worked close. out. I'm glad he kept Jack in. I wanted him to take him out. I wanted Jack to come out, maybe put Foden on the left. Or, yeah, put Foden on the left, move Bernardo to midfield, and put Mares on the right. That's what I was thinking about. Or bring uh, Alvarez in. and But... He really believes in Jack Grealish, man. That's amazing, and he's he proved that he's not a waste of hundred M's. He actually he he he, I mean, he held it down. All he has to do is just sit on the. I take all that back. I take all the waste of hundred M's back. He's he's not. Damn. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tight. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of playing for a Pep Guardiola team. You don't really have to put up numbers. Just got to do whatever he says, and hey, whatever the fee is. You might not be worth it, but, hey, you're going to win everything, so we'll make you look like you're worth it. That's the beauty of it. Now, e-money bags, as a Man United fan, as the team in England that has won the second most Champions Leagues, but Chelsea's right behind you, Um, are you ready to bring Man City into football heritage? Are they joining you guys? Is Cletus even in there with Chelsea? How do you and uh, Marcus feel about <laughs> this, you know, supporting the traditional powers? I mean, got to start somewhere. And, and what have they won? Seven? Seven leagues since, uh, what, 2020? What, 2013 was the first one? 2012 was the first one? Yeah. Uh, uh, three in a row. It's hard to it, look. It's hard to say. They not up in the upper echelon right now. Right now, right? You know, maybe not in the whole of English soccer for sure. But as of right now, I mean, yeah, this new generation, absolutely. I mean, how could you deny it, right? Uh, as we've argued before, one of the this this team at least is one of the most dominating, probably one of the best teams in England, right? As, as we would argue. Uh, so it's hard not to say that. Um, yeah, congrats. Second team in England to win the trouble. Forever will be the second team to do that, but hey, y'all did it. Um, but now well deserved. I mean, I think Inter probably had a chance to uh equalize or take the lead, but you know, credit to City, they battled it out. Uh, you know, they looked real good. I think I think Inter had a chance near the end. Uh, some selfish chances. Lukaku came on. I think he was a little selfish at some points. He could have probably passed the ball, gave it up to somebody else. 
Um, Ederson with an amazing save near the end, even though it was pretty much pretty accidental, but it was still a good save, right? Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes you don't see it coming, but he did it. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to uh Inter's goalie though, uh Onana. That boy, it's about uh what you call uh Stones uh Anthony, uh box to box center uh center mm-hmm. back. He's a box to box goalie. Whoa. Um, because he made some that's deep. Line, deep line playmaker. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Okay. <laughs> no, no doubt. Okay, fair enough. But now nah, he made some really good passes to kind of help them get up the field when uh when they got down. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of you know scared City a little bit. But um, yeah, credit to City. They did a you know they did a, they did the thing. Yeah, absolutely in the top echelon for now. Credit where credit do. Hey, Claytis, are we heritage? I, I want to hear from you. What, what, what's up? No. Nah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, let's keep it up. Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, and Hold his, on. Here's my argument. Not right. Manchester the City League has not the, like the most Premier League is 100 years titles old. in English history, by the way. That right. The fourth and it's most, not like... They're going to win next year because nobody is close, so they're going to have it. Because right now they're I don't know. So, and Dan, what, what how old is the Premier League? Thirty years hey, old. Thirty years hold on, old. Hold on, hold on. So I'm asking, are you asking of the football heritage, as in like within Europe or within like the league? Oh man, almost within England. They within, are okay. football heritage. Okay. Within Europe, what's Europe, up? We just won the Champions League. You're saying football heritage. Because you're saying football here, it's just like you're you're really expanding it, so it's like really like yeah. you know you're we just about in England. I'm talking about in England because yeah, I yeah, like England yeah. too. Okay, let's let's do England like, first. For example, England, with Chelsea, right? the best Chelsea's like Chelsea. I don't even look at them as football heritage yet. They're like on standby for the world for me, but it's different. It's like with um United, you saw them win the Champions League at the peak of their powers when they were dominating. 99, they won the treble. 2008, they won uh, in the middle of winning three Premier Leagues in a row again. Then they made back-to-back Champions League finals, won in 08, lost in 09. Liverpool, you saw 2019, they won the Champions League. The next year, they run away with the Premier League. So even City, you've seen it. They finally won the Champions League when they've dominated England for the last half decade. Chelsea, the best Chelsea teams didn't win the Champions Leagues. It's like the 05-06 team, thus, and then you could say the Ancelotti double team of 09. That's not what won y'all. Y'all won the Champions League with Di Matteo and then again with Thomas Tuchel. So I don't look at it as football heritage because it's like you won with Huff. So that's why I would but, say but still, with with United, with Liverpool, with Manchester City, their peak teams dominated Europe. And so that's why I say they are up in that upper echelon. But you can say that, but at the same time, we're still consistently winning, though. So our, if you do look at our track record, whether we may go win or without winning something, we could go the next year winning two or winning one. So it's like we still have been competing consistently since you know the roman empire all the way up to now so what do you mean I all the way the roman empire team. just ended and you finish in 12th place what are you talking about i just said to now yeah 
to now. You're dead now. It's different. You're dead water now. You need yeah. to revitalize yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, relax. Clay, relax. Clay, Clay, I got so one thing. Hold on, I got one thing to say though, Clay. Hey, it's been ugly for you. Clay, y'all only got two Champions League though. If City win one more, how could you argue that they ain't on the same yeah, level then? Hey, and, and, they got more, and they got more Premier League titles. What if what if Pep wins two more Champions Leagues before his contract's up? What if that's a part of his contract? Yeah, I'm about to run it up. Champions League, you know, you match United. Cool, but we still got 13 Premier League titles. I mean, I hear you. I mean, hey, I don't see anybody City in years, so I think they'll win. I think, yeah, and I think City, I think City. Pet leaves, and then we'll see what happens. I think I mean, also, I think, I think yeah, as far as England go, go ahead. I think the announcement, my fault, my, I think the go announcement ahead. that he's leaving in two years is is going to open the door for um quality managers to want to take the job. They're going to start that uh courting process sooner rather than later because it's our it's no it's no oh is Pep leaving this year is he leaving next year they hey man you want it. Contract over, we're gonna start building up the culture you know, that, you, that get it right that allegedly. can sustain itself when you're gone. So yeah, we're gonna try to get somebody to big. So. Job allegedly, right? He wants his little brother Deserby to take it. <laughs> really? Yeah. True. He already play his systems. <laughs> It'll be easy for the rest of the players to know what to do. So hey, that might be an option. So yeah, the other option I read is a. Uh, the Spurs coach, Postaglu, because you guys helped him get his job at Tottenham, you know. He has connections with the City Football Group. You guys helped him get his job at Celtic as well. So he's another guy that we'll see how what happens with him, that he might Is be the another. City Group the Mafia? Of course. I mean, hey, man, you know, that's hey, what the world is now. Football. State football. Uh, Claytis, you know, you ran, you had a state-ran club. That's why they kicked him out. Shout out to Putin, I guess. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's what runs football now. We see Newcastle's on the way. United wants that blood money. It is what it is. Arsenal never Arsenal's the same thing. I will not even the same. I can't even compare because Arsenal is similar to Chelsea in that their peak team never won the Champions League, but unlike Chelsea, Arsenal just never won the Champions League, so they never became football heritage they're just the swag team that niggas like because they played beautiful football that's why what um city does is important even though it's different because i think in the way people talk about the greatest teams a big part of it is the style of play that's why for me 2009 barcelona is still the best team i ever saw because I never knew you could play that football and win everything. That's the only time we saw it. Even now, the way City plays, they're not the same free-flowing. They're robotic, methodical football. But it's still, hey, it's it's still efficient. So it's dominant. So, all right, Clayton, since they're not heritage to you yet, what do they have to do to get there? I mean, they have Pep. So as long as they stay consistent on this little track they're on, you know, a few little Premier League, you know, a few little more trophies. Yeah, cool. I respect it. He's about to win five league titles in a row and leave, man. I mean, you know, to be honest, I've been asking for this guy to come back to New York 
and go coach the little youth games and fight with the dads. You feel me? Free up the league. Hey, man. He's holding the league hostage. (laughs) Come on, man. He's holding niggas hostage. And niggas is not really saying nothing about it. (laughs) Nobody's winning the league, bro. What are we going to talk about next year? Bro, y'all just so defeated. Y'all just so defeated in this What do you mean, bro? My my owner's name is is Todd Bowley. Until Jurgen leave this league, that's when you start saying Pep. That's when you start saying Pep going to win. We still got Mo Salah. He's still spooked. He's still sweating at night. Ten hugging by the dude, bro. He already put seven on ten hog head. What you talking about? Ain't you in the Europa League next year trying to rebuild and get it together? Hey, man. Hey, man. Didn't you say you was going to win the league this year? We we go Let's rewind. Let's rewind the uh, let's rewind the podcast. Didn't we say Liverpool was going to win the league this year? Yeah, yeah I heard yeah. that. I didn't. I, I heard didn't that. Say that. Yeah, I, I was said, saying. I, was, sure I wanted did. something new. I was like, yeah, City probably got the best team stuff. I think I broke it down. I was like, City got the best team, but I just want something hey, different. But in hey, January, sorry, City's unstoppable, boy. I'm sorry. In January, man. when I had injuries, yeah. maybe, maybe I said, hey, look, I already knew I swapped it out because we had mad injuries. But I'm saying it right now. We going for that lead next year, man. Yeah, you going for it. You ain't going to get it, though. We get that lead. Oh, yeah. All y'all over here trying to go for the lead. I don't know what y'all over here. Come back to New York. Come to New York, bro. Just Or go to to Barcelona. It'll be gone in two years, Clay. We we ain't got to deal with him after two years, man. 2025. Y'all sound like y'all in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but that's how they want us with Alex Ferguson, though. They can't wait for my man to retire in 2013. So... Yeah, shout out to Alex Ferguson. He said he never would he said it'll never be possible that Manchester City would be the favorites going into Manchester Derby. Not only are they the favorites, they arguably the most dominant team in Premier League history. If you look at yeah. 100 points, following up with 98 points, following up with uh what uh 90 some points, then winning 98, what yeah, winning winning the trouble. So hey man, salute, but uh Ephraim, let me go with you because your team won the treble 98-99, the last full season in the 20th century. And since then, there's been, what, uh, Barcelona in 2009, Inter in 2010, uh, Bayern in 2013, Barcelona in 2015, Bayern in 2020, and now City. If this is supposed to be the most talented and competitive era of the sport, why does the treble happen so frequently now compared to the 20th century when it was just Celtic in 67, Ajax in 72, PSV in 87, and then y'all? So we had four in the 20th century, and we've had six in the last 15 years basically so what do you think that means to the sport hmm. I, maybe that the these some of these top clubs are just pulling in some of the best talent i mean we've all obviously we've seen that pretty much all teams have gotten a lot more talented especially like you know premier league things like that a lot of the more a lot more teams are more talented 
But a lot of these teams are pulling in, these bigger teams are pulling in the best talent or growing the best talent. Like Barcelona, they pretty much grew a lot of their talent. You know, obviously they brought in players to, you know, to fill certain roles, of course, you know. But, you know, they're growing their talent or they're bringing in some of the, the really good talent. Uh, they're doing really good jobs in these transfer windows. I think we talked about it in the chat, you know, like, uh, like City getting some release clauses but instead of paying like a whole bunch of money for certain players, although they did pay a hundred million for uh Graylish. But um, I think that's really what it is. I think it's like these they're just recognizing really good talent or growing their talent, depending on uh Bayern, known for growing some of their talent as well and bringing in pieces to, to complement that talent. They're just doing a really good job. Some of these places are football powerhouses, I mean, Spain won two Euros and then won a World Cup in between that. Look at how many players play for Barcelona with, on those teams. Uh, 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 Germany, same thing. Look how many players play for Bar uh, Bayern when they won the uh, when they won the World Cup or when they were competing in the World Cup. Uh, so a lot of these a lot of these uh, countries just have really good uh, and really phenomenal talent to be able to do that. So um, and obviously a lot of these guys are going to play for these big clubs in, in these countries too. So. Um, I think that's really what it is. Uh, football talent has just gotten a lot better. And I think the scouting's gotten a lot better. Um, and they're just recognizing the best talents and bringing them in. And then, you know, you can argue about the state money thing. <laughs> yeah, some of these clubs are run by state money, like City. You know, so they're able to kind of have the resources to do to do something like that. They have pretty much, you know, unless there's financial uh, foul play that uh, comes into play with this. They have unlimited resources, basically, so they can bring in a lot of these uh, big talented players. Yeah, and uh, like I like I mentioned, people like Celtic, Ajax, and PSV used to win the treble. Now it's all super clubs. So, Claytis, what do you think that is? Do you think it's just now the big five, big three, big four, however you want to look at it? Do you think there's just they're just able to exploit all the talent of the smaller leagues to make their teams more dominant than ever. Yeah, because honestly, in the past, when you look at it, like winning a treble is really like that holy grail of football. Like your team is really that beautiful to watch. You're very dominant. You could play anywhere. But nowadays, it's become something of, can I buy this? Can I buy that? And can I buy it? And it's like when you have, a team full of, you know, starters, you're you're expected to kind of win everything. And when you have team built around winning a specific title, you kind of get in the in the mindset of like that's all you need to win and that's all you're gonna win. So where like that ends up building the culture. So when you look at teams like Madrid nowadays, like in the past when they used to win the Champions League, it was like they were really the best team above all. They were, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, like especially in the beginning, you know, you could say that this and that. This is a new era, though, Claytis. This is the era of the. You don't have to be the best team in your country to win the Champions League. I mean, look at you, sixth place, fourth place, winning the Champions League. You really the best team. Didn't play no sexy football. So hey, what are we talking about, man? But that's what I'm saying, though. The culture, like when you look at Madrid now, it's like they've won this trophy so much. Like now, it's built the culture of like this is all we know. We're always going to win this. We're always going to win this. So like, that's what kind of propelled them to win last year in a sense as well. And then when you look at Bayern Munich, same thing is like, they've won it so much is like, that's all they're kind of obsessed about at the same time. So when you've won it so much and you know what it 
means to win it, you kind of like are obsessed about it. But then when you have teams like, let's say us, let's say City, you know, the new money team is like, we've seen people win it. Well, we're just going to go out and buy it. And that's what football has become is like, why I spent all these years building out academy kids and I could just buy these players, buy these players and boom, build a team to win this trophy for me. So it's, it's modern football. It is what it is. But yeah, man, the trouble used to mean more, but it's still a huge accomplishment. I'll say that. I still do respect it. Marcus, what do you think about um, the treble accomplishment? Do you agree with Claytis that, you know, in a single season, that is the peak of what you can accomplish? Or, you know, we all support English clubs, so technically you could go for a quadruple. <laughs> uh, I would say if you're an English club, I kind of want to see you try to go for the quad. If you think that you, like, uh dominated all aspects of a season then why not win everything and then be able to say like that was my year that was you know what i mean that was the time that we ran the ran the league for real for real um i i'll give a different perspective and um why the the trouble happens a little bit more now as compared to then i feel like since the game has became more commercialized that there are more transfers as opposed to Think about the the teams that you name. The t- those teams were running those leagues at time at, for periods, for eras in, in a sense. Celtic, what is that? If you look at the winners of those <laughs> yeah. leagues, how, how many times in a row? Yeah, shout out Jock Stein. Yeah, they were dominating this. Like you, that's a great point. The same as Ajax. Look at what they were doing to the Dutch league at that time, or even PSV when they won. Shout out Ronald mm-hmm. Coleman because he's the only player I knew on that roster. And he was balling. I looked at it, I was like, hey, man, why is he among your leading goal scorers and he's a center back? He's out there cooking. Hey, but, yeah, I think that's the, that's probably the difference in the in this aspect of the game. It's like now, what is that? You can be 18 years old and you can get transferred to PSV. You can be 17 years old and with a work with a permit and probably still be able to get there if you write right nationality. And the same thing goes to any team in any league. So it's like with that availability out there with more acceptance of like different nationalities in these academies, I think that's also like a difference. Like we see in these teams being able to find French players randomly. You you really wonder how he got there. Maybe he was a boyhood fan or something like that. And now that they, they had an avenue to try out and then they grow that talent. And I think that's probably like a like I said, a different aspect of probably why it's a difference now. And like how Clay said, you can just spend now. You just spend whatever you want and get whoever you want. So, yeah. But it's still, like you said, it's still a big thing. I mean, a quad would be a little bit hit different, but a treble still hit hard. I give you that. Because I think if as long as you win the league in England, I give you mad respect because even Klopp and Pep both said, that's just a marathon. And it's, it's kind of – like you kind of have to build a squad to be able to last the longest. So I much, much respect in that aspect. Yeah, man. Now, Anthony, your club might have been the second English club to complete the trouble, but you guys were the first club to complete the domestic trouble. So in this run, you've had a domestic trouble and the continental trouble. What is your goals moving forward for your club? Obviously, of course, you want to continue to win the league. 
if Pep is only going to be at City for two more years, what would you like to see your club go through in this end of this era under Pep, if you will? A Champions League three-peat. That's it. Yeah, we can win the Premier League two more times. That'd be cool. But we already did a three-peat there. But if we win the Champions League two more times, discussion's over. Manchester City's in football heritage. Pep did it. Within within the Pep window, we're there. No matter what happens for the rest of history, Manchester City had a crazy window that that burned up Europe, sent, sent the football world ablaze. Yeah, football heritage, baby. So yeah, I, w- I would take uh, Champions League three peat. Um, that that would be awesome. And, nice. and after that, I I, I deserve be as a manager be tight, but just the culture, seeing that the culture is established long after Pep would be amazing. Like that's that's all that matters for real. For sure. Now, let's expand it a little bit and talk about a decision that will affect Serie A and one of their top teams moving forward. Paolo Maldini has been removed from his role as technical director. The sporting director was also removed from his job. Um, the holdup seems to be money. Milan wants to, you know, continue to be one of the best teams in the world. They won the league last season. This year, they lost to Napoli, and the transfers didn't go as well. And it looks like Maldini is taking the brunt for that. Also, there was uh, reports that at the time, he didn't want Pioli. He wanted Andrea Pirlo to be the coach. They didn't like how certain things were going on. And as soon as the news came out that Maldini got fired, Rafael Leal, who just signed a five-year extension, is pissed off. Mike Magnon, their goalie, is pissed off. It looks like it's going to be shaky in Milan. Um, What do you think about this, Ephraim? Do you think that this is just the product of the chance? If you're not in the Premier League, you basically got to scrap money, basically. (laughs) And it is what it is. It's the cruel reality, or do you just think that this is a product of cheap owners if you will i mean it could be both i mean uh you know what is in england in not england excuse me italy they're they're struggling right now right financially as the league um yeah i mean yeah maybe you're cutting the fat as you would say right you know getting rid of some things to kind of keep some money in house um and you're right on, on top of that i was gonna i was gonna bring it up in the uh transfer segment about uh leal signing that uh signing an extension and talking about dedicating basically dedicating himself to uh Milan for the long term um but yeah like this is a this is a total uh, I guess a blow in a way um but yeah it could be cheap owners as well I mean we know that uh, a lot of teams a lot of leagues uh struggle uh when it comes to making money the the champions not champions league the uh premier league is is dominating uh when it comes to uh finances uh profits uh during their season a lot of these other uh leagues aren't aren't doing as well and they have to find ways to keep money in house and and uh bring in transfers and compete for the league where did uh milan uh end up this this uh, season 
Are they in the Champions League next year? Forgive me, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you're going to yeah, get money from going back sport. to the Champions League. Yeah, they're in, they're in. Right, but it's tiered, though, right? Isn't it tiered? Like, how you, how much money you get if you win the league versus if you're going fourth? So you're not going to get the, the the top echelon of the uh, of funds when it comes to winning the league versus good, barely getting into the Champions League. So, yeah, man. Uh, cheap owners, cutting fat, all of the above, man. It's crazy, Claytis, that, uh, you know, the same weekend almost Berlusconi passes away, Silvio Berlusconi. If you don't know, this man is one of the most important and controversial figures in the history of the sport. Was uh, hey, wasn't my man the president or prime minister of Italy at a time? Yeah, he yeah, ran. Yep, he ran AC Milan for many years. At the end of his life, he also owned Monza, helped them stay up in Syria. Um, so Cletus, what do you think about Maldini losing his job? I mean, this man is AC Milan in his blood. Everybody, his, his daddy played for the club, grandpa, me, my son is there. And now hey, they cut off the link. What do you think about that? They said, you know, it's the first time in history that there's not a Maldini at AC Milan. And that's, that says a lot. It says a lot about it. Um, and to be honest, just like you touched upon earlier, it's just like somebody had to be the scapegoat for, you know, the financial situation that the owners kind of put the team in. Um, because right now the Maldini's plan is definitely has paid off. If you look at what AC Milan was a couple of years back to like the talent they have now and to them winning the league and even being able to compete this long in the Champions League, like this is all mostly his accomplishments. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, they move forward because they're going to have a bunch of players that now are going to be looking to want to leave. So are they going to try to like scrape everything up and bring Maldini back? Back and put him in a different position is he going to be you know in the boardroom now you know where is he going to be at because and they're going to be they're going to be forced to bring him back sooner or later and if they want to keep you know the guys they have like Liao under contract um you know Tamori and all these guys you know they're gonna have to do business so it's gonna be interesting but AC Milan needs a Maldini at home you know like they say in, in Game of Thrones there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell. Hey, can I say one thing? And Clay, obviously you can relate to this, but American owner coming in doing American owner things, yeah, right? You see, you see, you see. So I, I forgot to mention that American owner coming in. Not knowing, I don't think he's gonna be like. I have ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marcus, speaking but, of America, <laughs> I got a question for you about that as well. American ownership, you got FSG. Do you think that they are doing a bad job right now from what you're hearing about the transfer rumors of your budget? Because, you know, Arsenal is owned by an American. Stan Kroenke, my man, is one in the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. Arsenal let him down by choking this year. Um, but it does look like he's willing to invest a how do you feel about FSG? And did Milan just <laughs> luck out by getting the bad American owners like how United has the Glazers? Uh, I, it's not all good with FSG. Uh, I mean, because 
since it, I think you kind of relate a little bit more. And um, who? What's the other team that the the homie, the sheet that that um, the one that owns freaking the basketball team also. And I think the one that son, the con father. The oh, yeah, they own like Fulham or something, huh? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so I think the uh, yeah, AEW so I, wrestling, shout out. D- disregard them. So, yeah, I think Stan Crunk and FSG are probably the closer uh, relationship to this because the season that they invest in their other team in the other sport, the, so- the, the, the soccer team takes the hit. Like, and that happened recently with Liverpool when they let the Red Sox get players to do a rebuild. They gave them almost two hundred million. On the other side, we damn near barely got a hundred million. Um, this summer, I mean, it's looking up and up, but I do think the same thing is always. We don't. I don't. I don't ever hear the find what the budget was until the transfer window is over, because it's all like speculative. Because the the fees are so the the fees are, are false. Like we saw with McAllister, everybody thought he was a $60 million player. He ended up being 30, 35 mil. So it's like, even if FSG's budget was, say, maybe 150, we could have still got Jude and then had McAllister as well. That was the thing, man. I mean, I think it's just a little bit more than that in, in certain aspects also. I think it's the marketing. They think about it in the American aspect. The rebuilds, they think about those things in the American aspect. But I do think Ty Bowley might be the worst of the worst. You out here holding conferences. You you act you was always a contributor. And now this time when you put when you all in and you the you the main holder, you fucking it all the way up. He don't been through three coaches in, in one window, damn near, ain't he? Like Kwame Brown would say, he thinks he's a hell of a nigga and he stinks. Hey man. <laughs> That's a red dough. Oh <laughs> uh, man well i like how you broke that down marcus and i think this is the right time for this segue e-money bags i know you got a lot of information for us so please educate us and the masses about what you're hearing in the transfer rumors well i think we all know that the big one that's this kind of shocked us maybe not shocked us necessarily but came out today uh, I would love all your input as well about what you think, because everybody on here has been rumored to be uh, uh, linked with them so far. Um, Killing Mbappe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. What's up, Dan? What? Everybody putting a hand up. What's up, Chelsea? Yeah. Hey, man. We don't have up. anything for that young man. Shout, Shout, out out Arson. Shout out to Arson Wenger. He turned us down when he was a child. He's <laughs> never touching our club. God bless. Uh, Yes, fair enough. I give you that. Maybe yours is the only one. Hey, Chelsea's definitely been linked with him. You know your, hey, your money, hey, 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 you know Ty Bowley boy. He wants hey, to. Hey, hey, hey! That kid is too flashy, too good. Okay, too creative for us. We don't need that. <laughs> but I would definitely love y'all's input as far as like where y'all see him potentially going uh, in the summer. Uh, Real Madrid, obviously, is the big team that's been linked with him right now. Um, he's trying to shut down rumors. Apparently, he's saying he loves uh, he loves where he is. And uh, he, I got a quote from him. He basically, he said, "I don't. I didn't ask PSG to leave or to join Real Madrid. I just told the club that I wouldn't activate the option to extend the contract until 2025." So that's what he's saying right now. 
He said basically it's all a lie. Who knows if that's true? I, he could be engineering his way out. If he is, I'm hearing PSG is done with him. They're tired of all the up and downs about him signing contracts or standing around and this, that, and the other. So we'll see. But that's the big news coming out. You guys got any thoughts about where he might end up or any rumors to your clubs, anything like that? I love Madrid, to be honest. I could definitely see him going to Madrid and getting a number nine jersey and being that guy up top. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting if he came to Premier League because the only place he could probably – well, the only place he should go to is United. Um, should go? Come on. Oh hey, oh well, hey, if we God. get the hey, if we get that chic money. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Hey, no, 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 no. Hey, stop, 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 stop. I'm just saying because, because that, that guy in that picture could do that. He got C T C T C T. I don't Hey, that. we got 300 mil to spend after after this trouble. Hey man. Hey, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. You think hey, pull, hold on, pull up Manchester for two years and then go to Holland Madrid, man. Hey. Hey, just need you, you make a good, good point, though, Anthony. You make a good point, though, Anthony. I'm glad you said that because do you think somebody like Mbappe would be good enough to play in a kind of not necessarily a rigid system like Pep's, but you definitely have to be know your you know your place in Pep's system. You got to know where to be, when to be there. That's kind of how he's has formed this uh, city team recently. So yeah, the same. You think he could do something way? like that, being the player he is? Sorry. Yeah. I, but I also think Pep will take his game to another level and evolve uh, his tactics and see he has a monster in, in Mbappe, the same way he saw he had Holland, but Holland still needed some tweaking because of the position he was playing. There were still some requirements in the system that he had to grow and learn how to do, you know, uh, drop more in the center role, like a, a center forward position to help extend play with other other players instead of playing off directly off his feet. And so Mbappe, I don't know what parts of his game he may have to learn, but he may not want to stay at Paris because of it's a farmer's league. So what do I do? Not only switch leagues, but also learn more about the game before this, this manager, the best manager leaves and goes coach to coach some country or some other club that I don't want no parts of, you know what I'm saying? Cause it, who knows, but I can I can actually up my game for two years, almost like a a two year uh, training, a, a certification training of football donism, and then I can go to Madrid, man, and then ball out out there after two years. Real talk, hey y'all, tell me if I'm wrong. It, it sounds like it could be a plan. We got the money. He's he wants that move. He says City will win the Champions League. Fine. He looks at us. He's seeing us. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. My speaker's kind of fucked up. Nah, you good, man. This is disgusting. What you think, Dan? It's, what you think it's about Real Madrid, Madrid or bust. It's Real Madrid or bust. It looks like he wants to leave PSG because he doesn't believe the owners. When he signed the contract last year, supposedly he always t- he always told them that 2024 he's looking straight. They talked about, oh, you're gonna be able to get this player, this player. He ended up with Carlos Soler and Fabian Ruiz, okay? That's who they built his midfield with, all right? He wanted Toshimeni. Where did he go? He wanted Camavinga. Where did he go? That boy about to go to that cocaine white. Hey, man, that's the only place for him. 
It's the only place he wants to go. And it's kind of perfect for him. Benzema took the Saudi money. They need a striker. Hey, go get him. Just get it done. They wanted Harry Kane. <laughs> Dang, Harry Kane, you, you almost could have went to Madrid and went something. And then Mbappe said, watch out, punk. Hey, man, I feel sorry for you, old man. Yeah, and apparently Madrid is out on uh, Kai Havertz, too. So they ain't trying to pay whatever Chelsea's uh, offering yeah, for him. Yeah, so. you know, Claytis and them, they're asking for $60 million for a backup. Yeah. You know, they're, they're shameless over there. Hey, man. Tabouli. <laughs> Tabouli, boy. Hey, never disappoints, does he? Um, but speaking of Chelsea, apparently you guys are ready to sign in Cuckoo from RB RB Leipzig. So hey, it looks like that's gonna go through. I think from what I understand, he already signed a contract uh back in like December or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's been wrapped up. I'm just waiting for him to hold the jersey up and fair enough, but I don't hey, yeah, yeah but no doubt. Not everybody remembers that one. So Hey, um, they about to start looking like Serie A over there, man. Niggas going to be after wearing ugly numbers, man. 96. So many people on that roster. Yeah, it's, still, it's, still, it's still clearing the house. I'm, I'm mad. Actually, I'm going to let you talk about it. <laughs> you good, man. Uh, Lukaku, look like he might be uh, either coming back or going to Saudi. I'm hearing uh, they offering $22 million per year for his services over in Saudi Arabia. What do you think about that, Clay? That's your man. You've been talking him up. You've been uh, bro, you, I, I'm not. I don't care, bro. I need I need goals. Okay, Until you can find me another striker. I'm gonna take back the guy that we let go for no reason. Okay, over our video, cool, whatever. It's done. <laughs> but we're still paying him. Bring it back. Until you find me better, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Lukaku. All right. So, so I'm cool with that. All right. Hey, if you can score goals, bring them right. I need goals. Kai Havertz, please. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing rumors Arsenal's close to signing uh, uh, Declan Rice. Damn. What you think about that? I heard that's uh, pretty much a formality from what I'm hearing. Obviously, things could change, but may, you may have your new midfielder. Well, when I hear the initials DR, I'm thinking about the Dominican Republic, okay? So Declan Rice, hey man, Cletus, weren't you just at the DR, man? <laughs> anyway, Vibes. anyways, Vibes. Vibes. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, man, that's another story for another day. Maybe we could get into that stuff during the summer vacation series, okay? But uh, yeah, Declan <laughs> Rice, solid player. Um, he is a man that, like many, um. Claytis can attest to this. He is a guy that on the eye test, it's not that tight. But on the analytics, it says he's great. So, hey, I guess. Whatever, man. <laughs> Let's see. He wants to come. Let him come. I like that he's versatile. He can play as a DM, can play center back. I don't know if they think he's the answer to being the uh, Granite Shaka replacement. If so, uh, I don't know. Because Shaka, for all his deficiencies, he was a good passer. He was uh, very good. He had a good shot with his left foot. I don't see that with Declan Rice. This could be either a great signing or it could be uh, Fridge 2.0 in midfield. So I don't know what's going to happen. But all I'm going to say is Byron uh, wanted man. him. Byron wanted him. What happened? No, 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 no. They dropped out. Yeah. 
That's what I wanted to say. Thank you for taking okay. that saving okay. for us. I really appreciate that. Hassan is gone to so that option. Thanks, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Marcus Liverpool's looks like they're still looking um, pursuing the uh two young Frenchmen, Kefren Thurum and uh Manu Kane. Apparently, uh uh Konate has been urging Liverpool to get those two. You got any thoughts about that? I know we talked about it last week. You got any uh your French thoughts about how that's looking for y'all? That's the future of yeah. French midfield along with Camavinga. Because to Shemini, you under surveillance, boy. Mm. Um, well, be quite honest, it's not we're not getting both of them. We can if we if niece don't budge. Honestly, it was it's a, it's one or the other, and we rank Thurman more. So if we can't if niece don't budge to rob, to rob, man, Thurman is dangerous, man. Hey man, you know, I want to Americanize the boy okay he has to learn english hey stop 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 he needs to learn scouts stop stop and then we might could get him that number seven okay hey man uh, it I just got free number eight i mean i don't know about that bro i don't know about that we, we can't do we, we can't do no right now eight is dangerous for us okay not right now it's too soon but yeah, man. Hopefully, we get one of them boys, and uh, yeah, we see how it go. And again, we're not spending a hundred million. Yeah, I will say some smart signing by Liverpool if they do that. So, uh, very, very good. Um, Anthony, Manchester City. A lot of rumors are really just circulating about who's leaving your team. I'm here. Riyad Mahrez maybe getting approached by Saudi Arabia to leave as well. I'm and the city wants a big price for him though. Uh, Ilkay uh, Gunigan might be leaving, might be re-signing with City after winning the trouble. It, it's apparent that uh, he's real happy with what happened. He wants, yeah, he wants to. He may want to stay. So, what do you feel, man? Like, you know, Bernardo Silva as well. Then uh, rumored to be transferred to. <laughs> I know Clay want him, <laughs> but I think he might be going to somewhere else though. Yeah, it it has sucked to see Bernardo or Gundogan leave. I saw reports that PSG was looking at Bernardo. Uh, it will suck to lose Bernardo and Mares at the same time. But if one had to go, I'm choosing Mares, and I'm, I want Bernardo. Real talk. And Mares, he ain't going for nothing less than eighty mil. I'm sorry, he's a trouble winner. Uh, African Player of the Year. You know what I'm saying? He he's one of them. Yeah, eighty mil especially for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they can pay it. Um, you didn't bring up Kovacic. I saw we we courting him. I think that's a a done deal. And, you know, we're playing FIFA Ultimate Team out here. We're only getting them to get these Croatian links because we're looking at uh, Vardiol, you know. Yeah, I meant to bring him up too. Box center back. <laughs> From Arby Leipzig, yep, yep. Yep, yep. And uh, you never know, man. Dan brought up Rafael uh, uh, Rafael Liao. He's upset. We looking for wingers. Um, yeah. And so we're, we're looking for wingers, and that's uh, our top management already said that that we're looking for wingers because uh, uh, Phil Foden is about to play a more central role. So, hey, man, we can't can't lose Bernardo Mares and not pick somebody up. Mbappe said he wants out. We got money. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Y'all don't be surprised. <laughs> July 17th or something like that, man. Y'all, y'all chilling, just having a random grill session, 
watching TV or something, waking up and then, <laughs> yeah, wow. Kelly Mbappe, Manchester City deal, biggest deal in the century, 348 mil for a year in the option. Something crazy, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, just come over for two years. I man. just got one question, bro. What What do you want, Kovacic? You don't need him. Why, why are you trying to rape what I have? I said Croatian links. We're playing FIFA, ultimate team. We need him to speak the why language. Are you trying to... to rape the little that I have. You're trying to steal. You want to sell Calvin Phillips? Y'all just got Enzo, man. Y'all good. Y'all don't need him anymore, bro. Like, what do you want on the? You you don't even have room on the bench for him. Yeah, we do. He's got Enzo. He's going to get leave. Going to get leave. We need somebody like Kovacic. I like him. He's very efficient. I do. Too. He's very efficient. I like him too. Yeah, okay. y'all, but y'all 12th place, man. He want to win. Okay, I'll wrap it up with this. Manchester United. <laughs> him and Jay. There are reports that the uh, deal is pretty much done. All it needs is the club to agree to the uh, the, the, the clause. Uh, apparently on July 1st, he may be a United player. We'll see. We'll keep that in watch. Uh, yes, we will see because you know me. <laughs> It's nothing like seeing a little Argentinian with that big Asian. That's going to be funny to see aesthetically. I think it will be a nice <laughs> center back pairing, though. I think they will they will be nice together, but that's going to be funny to see. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, one more. I got. I about to say E. I got one more. Hey PSG, you can't have Mo, man. Unless you. Give oh yeah, up. I saw that too. That, that's been popping up recently. I didn't want to mention it, Marcus, because it's back like real big speculation. But man, that's like the new. Liga is the new Saudi league. If you want to stay in Europe, man, <laughs> I was about to say you better pay a heavy price. We want Saudi numbers, homie. Mm. Are, are we do a swap? Swap for Mbappe. <laughs> he said he liked Jurgen. <laughs> but now nah, going back to Manchester United real quick. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Marcus. Uh, uh, as far as the goalkeepers go, there's rumors that the the head may be leaving. Uh, he may not be satisfied with being the number two. There's been uh, approaches by the Saudi league with him as well. They're they trying to buy up everybody, it seems like. Uh, United's been trying to look at uh, David Raya from uh, Brentford. Apparently, they don't want to uh, pay as much for him. But Tottenham looks to be leading the race, race for him. Excuse me. Um, they're also looking at Onana, maybe, and also uh, Diogo Costa uh, from Porto. So those are some updates on United. Um, Mason Mount, for whatever reason, still looking at him. Uh, official bid, I think, is going to be kind of in a 20 to 30 million range gap. I think United want to throw like 40 million at Chelsea. I think they're looking for 65 to 70 million for them. So uh, that may or may not happen. Uh, yeah, because of that don't want to clear up space. Yeah, we got to sell players, though. Um, Harry Maguire looks like he may want to stay riding the bench. I don't – making that money. Hey, yeah, I know, right? If you're making $200,000 a week – I'd sit on the bench too. <laughs> Shoot. So um I yeesh. anyway. Hopefully he can get up out of there soon, get us some money as well. But uh yeah, that about wraps it up for transfers. Uh we'll have more next week. Obviously, a lot of things be going on. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I have a, I have a question. Thank you you can give us an update on one of the biggest, you know, not new transfer, but you know, squad player update in United. Come on, Suarez. Jaden Sancho? Sancho? Nah, he's talking uh, about no, Mason no, no, no. Greenwood. Let's get out of here. Hey, man. All right. Uh, 
Welcome back, son. Good luck with yeah, your real quick. Sancho might be going uh for 60 million to somebody. Uh, who knows? Yeah, look at Sen- Clint, looking to sell him, but I ain't gonna talk about Greenwood yet. Yeah, so yeah, I've already yeah. said this earlier in the earlier podcast. We don't once know talk, what he's gonna be like, man. Right. So once they All release right. something about him, then I'll speak on him. So let's move on to that Marcus MLS minute, which is now bigger than ever because the goat is coming. <laughs> Five stepping on messy girl. Hey man, you Americans better get fucking hip, man. It's the MLS minute, man. We here with the goat this time, man. Adidas <laughs> deal coming soon. Apple, Apple deal did. coming soon. All hey. that messy contract, we getting it too. Okay. Hey, you know who to call? Damn my agent. Um, but yeah, we back this week, and we we what was that? I was on the injured reserve. So I only watched one game, and it was the hottest game. <laughs> Clay, you finna be sick, okay? It was DC versus ATL. Okay, you know how that thing go, man. DC popped it off, had me spooked, okay? Had your boy spooked. Ben Teke out here bossing up, but they didn't get it, okay? Then 10 minutes in, Fontes, he thought he had it. He didn't get it. But you know who did? The Greek on the 101. Clay, you need to look at the highlights. That goalkeeper put that boy on the bench. Coming out the box like you, oh, no, no. Oh, no, homie. Hell no. You let the Greek get one little touch and then hit a little curler from outside the box. Barella thought he could do that all game in the Champions League. Couldn't get it going. Hey, but he got that the first one. One zip ATL. And I was up here getting a little too excited. ATL was getting a little too excited because we lose the ball. Benteke, Fontes, one-on-one. Brad Guzan, you know how the end of that goes. Fontes ties it up. But, hey. You already know afterwards, DC got that ass whooped. The Greeks, hey, look, the Greek got another goal, and the young boy Tyler will finish it off. We got up out of the 3 1. But the main story this week, and the only other story this week, we welcome the GOAT, Diano Messi, to the worst team in the league. <laughs> hey man, the deal is crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure you watch any anything, you already know the details. He getting paid buku bucks from different avenues. That's how we'll sum it up on that end. But the main question that we can't answer around here is when that man gonna play? They saying when he gonna play. And realistically, he's still under contract to the 30th of June. He's not playing no time soon. They saying the earliest it could it could be is a July July eighth game versus DC, but most likely reports from the Athletic is saying 
it. It's gonna be more later that month on the twenty first against the Liga X team. Uh, and then the reason why Messi said he picked MLS, he said this is quotes from the man himself after winning the World Cup and not being able to to return to Barcelona. It was my turn. It was my time to go to the League of the United States and live a different lifestyle of soccer. So hey, he want to switch it up. He don't want it all. He already said the other day he don't care about about, about the Ballon d'Or. So hey man, welcome to go. Go ahead, get your jersey. Them ticket prices already went up. September sixteenth, uh, I'm in the building. ATL versus uh, Inter Miami. <laughs> Hopefully they not still the bottom of the league. Um, but regardless, we're going to see Messi. We're going to enjoy. And uh, Saudi, we got the real stars around here, bro. That's all I got to say. Hey, man. Hey, man. But take it. I mean, Ricky Peak. Hey, man. Hey, okay. come on, man. Chicharito. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Hey. We got Washington. or whatever over here. CJ Chicharito, Morris Park legend. Okay. We got Chicharito out for the year, though, ain't he? Hey, man. Do I have to expose that? Why, why Sorry. My bad. Don't tell hey, the truth, Ethan. Come, come on, man. Stop telling the truth. Come on, man. We need the promo. They don't know that out there. Hey, man. But we out this week, man. We out. That's the MLS Minute for y'all, man. Salute, Marcus. I appreciate that. And for sure, next week, we're going to talk about the messy deal even more because I'm trying to figure out the salary cap, the designated player rules. They said Jordi Alba's on the way. I don't know what's going on. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to lie. Next week, yeah, we going there because I seen, I actually saw that they talking about Busquets. He's, he's making calls for former Barca players to link up. You're bringing okay. him in on the ownership deal. That's probably why. Suarez, I don't know how he's getting there. Okay. None of these guys have American citizenship. I'm confused. They work Aguero said he's trying to get a job, man. Yeah, he's just workers. All he needs a little work permit. Oh, yeah. Aguero told you at the Champions League final, I guess I'm flying to Miami now. <laughs> yeah. Trespassing, entering illegally. Danny Alves, where you at? You still in Mexico? Danny Alves. <laughs> oh, man, for sure. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to talk about the MLS for sure, especially now that the European season is over. All we got is MLS, so I'm going to be locked in. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah, we also have the Women's World Cup to look forward to, so that'll be fun. But, uh, you know, it's that time of the show solely right i go with anthony what's your champagne goal of the week it's gotta be the rodri banger man redemption not even redemption man just proving the point that he should have played in the last final that manchester city was in you know um rodri thank you for being in the right place right time and having that ambition and gusto to take that shot Way to way to seal the trouble. I forgot Danny Alves is in jail right now for sexual assault. Um, yeah, Cletus, what's your shit pay go the week? Sorry. Hey, I'm not even gonna lie to you, Marcus. After you said, um, because I saw that the score was three one, and I was out and I was sick, so I, I wasn't even bothered to watch the joint. But after seeing the highlight, that first goal. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to y'all. I can't remember a bro's name, but that first goal is it's a nice little joint at the box. Yeah, that's the Greek the Greek guy, Gakamakis. Oh, I pulled it off. Woo! But 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 Taram is Thurman, right? Yeah, I see you. I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Anthony. Uh my champagne goal of the week is Rodri. Shout out to the two defenders that were shook up and leaned sideways, but still the way Rodri curved it onana who i thought arguably was the best player in that match he had no shot that's like hey man it is what it is but rodri salute to him i think like you said anthony he showed a i should have started in 2021 wasn't able to get on the pitch and help my teammates now he sealed the deal so salute uh marcus what's your champagne goal of the week uh, I'm me and Clay got the same one. That first goal for uh, HTA United. I mean, keeping the MLS. Nice, nice. E money bags, champagne goal of the week. It was almost gonna be a trifecta, but uh, I'm gonna go with DC United's goal. I'm gonna go with Fontas. Uh, I just like the run. The run was great and the goal was great, but yeah, it was in a loss. But uh, but yeah, uh, Fontas with that one in the 27th minute. So Ephraim is he one of the brothers that would be like? Lost 3-1, but had a great goal on social media. You know those <laughs> brothers. <laughs> Shameless. I mean, if you're judging a book by its cover, maybe. But nah, Yeah, nah. there's I, a lot I, of I brothers like that love to do, do that. Yeah, I know they do. But I, I like to think he wouldn't do that. Benteke is is one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. <laughs> man a lot of boys are one of them. Saka's one of them, man. It is dangerous. But um, all right. Uh, Anthony, who you in the club with? Man, I'm in the club with Manchester City, man. You saw we partying. I'm trying to I'm trying to join them, man. They already they already in the club. See, I'm out. I'm leaving. Front door open. Time time is time to go. <laughs> Marcus, who you in the club with? Leo, man. You know what we doing, bro. We in we in Miami on this Miami Vice. Me, him, David. You know the whole squad. I guess Sergio bring it, can come in there. Burner boy, we leaving you outside the door because you're a United fan. Michael Richards will let you slide because you're a closet Arsenal fan. Hey, man. Billy, Billy, Billy on Leo. <laughs> Clay, this who you in the club with? Gucci Grealish, because I know I'm going to be having a lot of a lot of legs around me. If I'm going to have to hold him up, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Hey, I'll be honest. He might be getting left at a certain time because I don't want the lawsuits. So I'm going to be outside, but I might need to let him know. We might need to kick early. And yeah, if he's not with it, I'm not with the lawsuits. I wasn't there. That's not nice, man. I got a story back in the days real quick. I was partying with a couple of my homies. Shout out Donnell and BJ. We was in a club. I ended up being at a function where I seen one of my homies from back in the days, Ivy's older brother, actually, Cletus. And we we popping bottles. Next thing you know, I woke up in a white woman's house. So, hey, if you want to party with Grealish, that's what can happen to you, man. You can wake up at a white woman's house. Spooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, trust I'm an immigrant. I might like that. I might like that. Shout out to you too, girl. Hey, man. Now, <laughs> from who you in the club with? 
I'm gonna go twofold. It's hard not to give City Day props, so I'm gonna give City Day props. And I'm gonna also give, since I'm living in Denver, their first NBA championship, the Denver Nuggets. They in the club with me too, because as uh, Anthony said about City, they're already there. They're already partying. So I'm trying to walk in with them. So I, I think got Reggie. He got Reggie Jackson with him. Oh no! Hey. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he Reggie is there. Shout out to Reggie Jackson. The little homie is a champion now. Um, yeah, I dig that. I'm in the club with I'm I might be an Ephraim section because I'm with the Denver Nuggets. I'm with the Cronky family. Shout out to Josh Cronky. I didn't know you were a, a trust fund baby on the Missouri basketball team. Good luck. I saw one point a game, two points a game, you know, salute. And uh I'm also with the treble winners. Salute the Manchester City. Salute to the uh the Sheik that pulled up to his second match ever, even though he's on the team for like 13 years that's how your boss does it and he's also the uh, vice president of the united arab emirates and his brother's the president they were posted up so yeah shout out to that and no he's not he's coming to uk though right i heard that there's a ban on him too in the uk but it's you know, calm you know and i also have to say shout out to hearts of oak in 2000 they were the first Ghanaian team to win the treble and now they're in a relegation battle. Goodness gracious. And uh, another person that's in the club with me is Alfonso Davies. My man said, I've been waiting half a decade to be a winger. I'm still waiting. Hey, if you, want, if you don't want to play left back no more, come to Arsenal. Hey, Martinelli can sit down right now for you. But hey. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You out on Martinelli already? Oh, hey, boy. man. We can talk about this next week, too, because I, I, I really want to break this down because Alfonso Davies is a talented player. He don't even like what he's doing right now. So we got to talk about that some more because, yeah, that's that's kind of disheartening. But I think he might be saying that because he's like, look who y'all had at the wings this year. You still let Nabry play. What the hell? <laughs> so, hey, this was a fun episode. Salute to Anthony once again for winning the trouble. Salute to Jamar as well because, hey, man, I, I think I deserve props for this. I'm a good friend. I told Jamar to become a Real Madrid fan, and I told Anthony to become a Man City fan. And I'm I'm just happy for y'all, man, because I don't think I'll ever see my team win the Champions League unless I do it myself in FIFA football manager. It is what it is, man. But... Yeah, man. Hey, Dan, thank you for pointing me to, you know, the greatest manager of all time. Pep helped me speed up the learning process of this beautiful game, you know. Shout out to Claytis, too. Hey, everybody, give it up to Claytis. We know? all winners, Ooh. man. Hey, man, but look out for next week. We know the European season's over, but there's still more to talk about in the game. So many different angles. You know, East transfer talk, that's going to continue to rise up the charts. Marcus's MLS minute, <laughs> you know we out of here now that Messi's in town. Hey, man, watch out for us. Champagne soccer. We be back next week. What we got to do, Marcus? Till next time, keep the piggies up, man. <laughs>